Hello there, our dear listeners. Welcome to the HSK Student Pod. This is Richard, your host from the HSK ETEC team. Thank you for joining us on episode 29 of the HSK Student Pod. It's a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. hope you are fine despite the winter cold weather. This episode is special because it's the last episode for 2022. Where has all the year gone? It's difficult to believe but here we are coming to the end of 2022. As usual, not to let you down, I have special guests for you who are going to share wonderful messages with us and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 29 of the HSK Student Podcast. I hope you had a chance to enjoy the snow last week and are looking forward to the festive break. On today's episode, I'd like to introduce Becky Scott, who is going to join us from the Library and Computing Services to highlight some of the services that the LRC can offer to students. This will be really valuable to hear more about in advance of semester B. She's also going to share the LRC opening times during the festive break, in case anyone wants to access that service. In just a minute with the SAS team, they'll share a short message about what sessions they're running currently, and we'll also talk about their coaching programme, which we would really encourage students to attend. And then finally, we have Jackie Kelly sharing her end of year message as Dean of School, in which she encourages students to think of and support one another. Okay, well, we hope you've had a great 2022 and have an even better 2023. Thank you. HSK Student Pod listeners, especially our new student listeners, I'm not sure if you are aware of the different services offered by the Library and Computing Services team, which we often refer to as the LCS team. Also, many of us refer the Library as the LRC. For this month's professional spotlight, we have our guest Becky, the Library and Computing Services Information Manager for the School of Health and Social Work. Becky is going to share a brief message with us, letting us know about some of the key services the LRC offers to students. She will also inform us about some of the ways in which the LRC works with staff members. Her message is very important, especially as we prepare to start semester B. I now hand you over to Laura, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing Becky. So Becky, welcome back to the HSK Student Podcast and thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Nice to see you, Laura. 
Now, Becky, I know you've been on the podcast before, but some of our listeners might not know you. So please, could you just tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and your role here at the university? Sure. So my name is Becky Scott. I'm the information manager for HSK. Information manager is a slightly odd job title. It essentially means subject librarian. So um, I have a background in the NHS. And so my job sits within library and computing services, and I'm part of the academic engagement team. Excellent. Thank you. So, Becky, you're here today to talk to our listeners about some of the key services the library and computing services offer to students. So what are some of those key services? Well, they range from library-related things to computing-related things, obviously. So um, it's an array of different services located in the Learning Resources Centre at College Lane and also on on de Havilland campus. So there's two LRCs. If we first of all take the sort of services that I might be involved in. So we have a team of information managers and assistant information managers. And our role is about supporting students with their library-related skills, whether those be searching skills, referencing skills, and so on. So you'll see people like me teaching in your modules, but you'll also see the assistant information managers in the LRCs. So you can always go to a drop-in session in the LRCs on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday between 1 till 3 p.m. You can just pop along there to the sofa area that's sort of orange furniture known as the Study Success Hub and get some immediate help with whatever query you have. But obviously the LRCs offer other services as well, so more computing related services like PCs within the LRCs we have specialist software on, as well as laptops and software. For example, we are the people that provide your Office 365. So those sorts of things, as well as providing then spaces for studying individually, in groups, online, and so on. Excellent. Thank you. And if people want to go about getting a laptop loan, how do they do that? If students want to borrow a laptop, they just need their student ID card. They need to go into one of the LRCs. By the front of the LRCs, there are laptop locker areas. The lockers, I think, are usually blue. Um, On the panel, there's a screen where you you tap whether you want a four-hour loan or a 12-hour loan. Tap your ID card and the locker will open a bit like an Amazon locker. And you can take out the laptop and it will loan it to you for the period that you chose. You just need to make sure that when you bring the laptop back, Again, you just click return on the on the panel, the correct door will open and then you put it in the locker. But it does need to be plugged into the charger that's in there. And that's what makes it release from your account. So it's really important that students know to plug it back in, essentially. If students need a, a loan beyond four to 12 hours, we do have an option for that. We offer long term PC loans for an academic year. And that's something they should discuss with their personal tutor and then go through the application process. If students are interested in that scheme, if they go to Ask Hearts and search PC Loan, then they will find out how to progress with that process. That's great, Becky. Thank you. That's really helpful for some of our students, I'm sure. I'm aware that we're coming up to Christmas and that festive period. So what are the opening hours like of the LRCs over Christmas? So the LRCs will be open as they are now, 24 hours a day, seven days a week throughout the Christmas period. There will be less staff, so we won't be working during the the Christmas closure. 
So the Study Success Hub, the last day that that will be open will be the 15th of December. And so that's the last time that students can go and get on campus support from one of the team. We will still keep the library skill up module chat open until I think the 22nd of December. So students can post a quick query there and we will answer it for them. Uh, but as I said, the LRCs themselves will still be open 24-7 and, and security will be on site. Excellent. Thank you. So lots of opportunities for students to use the LRCs over that period. Thank you. Becky, sometimes students have come to me and asked about referencing software. Are there any that we recommend or what's your view on referencing software? So that's a really good question, Laura. And some students have asked me if referencing software is a cheat software. So I think this is a really good point to discuss because it can cause worries. And we don't want to have worries. We want to minimize anxiety here. So referencing software is really useful. It's a really useful tool. As a student, you still have to do all the legwork, finding the article and then um, adding it into your software. So firstly, let's be clear, it's absolutely fine to use a referencing software tool in your assignment. It's not a cheat tool. And then secondly, so what software do we recommend? So at UH, we don't sort of specifically say a particular software. We allow students to choose the one that works for them because sometimes they come having already used one at a different university, for example, or they might use it in their role already. So we don't try and train them in a different software. We say use the ones that you feel comfortable with. If students go to the library skill up module, there is a unit that's called referencing. And in that unit, there's also a section called software to manage your references. There they can find out about the three different softwares available or the three main ones. So Mendeley, Zotero and EndNote. They all work in a similar way, but they do slightly different tasks. So if students really want the most basic software, then there's an even easier one than that that I quite like called zbib.org so that's zbib.org and that's a really nice straightforward one because you just paste in the DOI or an ISBN from a book for example and you can choose your software style the other ones that I've already mentioned are a bit more in depth and they require a bit more skill to use them but as we all know digital mindset is just about going to google and saying how do i do that and you usually can find some guidance or a YouTube video that will tell you um, how to do the specific thing that you're learning to do with the software. Best place to start is the library skill up module and look at the different options of software. Brilliant. Thank you. And so, Becky, can students just pop in the DOI or ISBN and it creates a list for them? Or do they need to look at it again just to double check it's done it correctly? Really good point, Laura. Absolutely. They do need to scrutinise what comes out of the software. So, I find that students are quite comfortable with using the citing feature in the online library. But in my personal experience is when I've used that, it seems to duplicate the date. So it gives me 2019 and then it says 2018. So there's clearly something wrong in the software output. Specifically, I've noticed that in online library, but it could be in any of these softwares. If the metadata, which is the data that sits behind the actual citation, is in some way incorrect, then it will output it slightly wrong. So always use the software, but then scrutinize the output against the guide that we provide for HSK so we can make sure that you're confident that your references have been outputted as you wanted them to. Excellent. Thank you. And it's always worth getting those references correct, isn't it? Because that's 
a valuable source of marks for students. So it's a, a great way of making that a little bit easier for them. We know that occasionally the LRC run events for students. How do they find out what events are being run and when those are happening? Excellent question. But again, I would always stick with the library skill up module. If students self-enroll onto that module, then they will get the user announcements. And so the announcements will tell students when an event is happening or an online session and so on. So that's the easiest way. If they don't sign up to the module, they could click on specific unit just to see what is happening. But the easiest way is definitely to get the announcement. Thank you. That's great. And there's so much support out there for our students, which is fantastic. But how would you advise students to know who's the best to help them with different aspects? So whether they should go to yourselves in the LRC or whether they should go to the um, SAS team or who they should go to? I would say LCS or Library and Computing Services are a central resource. So we provide support for students across the university. That means our support is more general and generic as opposed to specialist. So if it's I need help with a book, I need help with how to find something, I have some basic referencing questions, then by all means, the academic engagement team within the Learning Resources Centre is the right place to go. If the student has a much more subject-specific question around criticality at level six, for example, lots of students have been asking me about that. That's definitely not my area of expertise, so I will always signpost them on to the SAS team. Um, But obviously, the HSK Academic Skills Team, or SAS, um, have their own website where they advertise all of the upcoming sessions. They also advertise mine as well because we work in an integrated way. So I recommend that students will go to the Academic Skills website and look at the workshops option because then they can see the types of workshops that are offered by the SAS team and then know sort of who to be asking the question of, really. That's brilliant. Thank you ever so much, Becky. I know you do work mainly with students, but is there a way that the LRC works with staff? So I'm thinking of things like how we can engage students with digital reading. Absolutely. So my role involves supporting staff and I go to things like programme committees. So um, you mentioned supporting students with their digital reading. So myself and my colleague Jane are running a session for staff that is about developing in-class activities that support students to develop their digital reading and really engage with the literature because it's very easy to become distracted by hyperlinks. I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. I know I have. So um, this session is for staff and it's all about helping students stay focus and find purpose in their reading. Fantastic. Thank you. So just to clarify what we mean by digital reading in this oh, context. That's a really good question, Laura. So if we think about reading, I mean, we all read all day, every day. It might be a book, it might be on our phone, it might be a Facebook post. When we think about academic reading, it requires a significant amount of cognitive function, a lot of concentration. And sometimes some of our students, particularly mature students, will say, I really prefer to read a print book. I kind of know how it's structured. It's got the contents, it's got the index. I know how to flick through it. I'm not distracted by my phone because I'm I'm focused just on on the book that's right in front of me. So when we think about digital reading, we're thinking about things that are online, which means 
there are a lot more distractions available to us. We might, if we're a member of staff, we might have Microsoft Teams pinging up messages. We might see our email going off. So we start a task, but then we're quickly kind of diverted from it because there's so much distraction online. Students experience this as well because they'll be working on an assignment. They might be trying to read a journal article online, but then they're seeing lots of distractions. They might be doing a search for an article and seeing lots of hyperlinks and and finding distractions. So the skills about reading online will require some of the skills that are used in print-based reading, but they also require additional skills. And that's what the session will talk about. Excellent. Thank you, Becky. That's really useful because it It's a real skill, isn't it, to stay focused digitally as well, because as you said, we've got so many distractions happening all the time. And there are so many tools that can support us to really enhance our digital reading in the same way that in, you know, when we're reading a print book, we might be taking notes, we might be creating a mind map. All of these things are available to us online as well. It's just sometimes that staff and students don't know about them. So sometimes we need to signpost. Brilliant. Becky, thank you ever so much for coming to speak to the HSK pod listeners again. And thank you for sharing some of those messages about the services that are available in the library and computing services. And hopefully that's made some people think about digital reading a bit more and attending those sessions or about the other things that the LRC and uh, the library and computing services have to offer for our students. Thanks so much for having me. And I really hope that we see some students joining us in the LRC soon. Excellent. Take care. Bye. Good luck with your studies, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, here is just a moment with the SAS team. Hello and welcome to Just a Moment with SAS. This is where all HSK students can receive updates and services offered by the SAS team, receive study tips and advice, and a chance to listen to interviews with our special guests. This is Shipa Begum, one of the tutors from the HSK Student Success and Academic Support Team also known as the SAS team. Now for this month, we are offering a full schedule of workshops, drop-ins and one-to-one appointments until Friday 16th of December, after which the SAS team will be running a reduced service offering a limited number of appointments, drop-in sessions and no workshops. The SAS team will be closed from Friday 23rd of December at 12pm and would reopen on Tuesday 3rd of January at 9am. The SAS team will be back on a full schedule of appointments, drop-ins and workshops from the first week of semester two, which is from week commencing the 23rd of January. So have a look at our website for more information on our opening times. We have with us our special guest, Abu Ullah. He is the widening participation tutor for the SAS team. He is here today to talk to us a bit about his new coaching programme. Welcome to the podcast, Abu, and how have you been? Hello, Shiba. Thank you for welcoming me. I've been good, thank you. This semester has been, has been quite busy. We've been seeing a lot of students. We've been running quite a few workshops. and We've been getting some good numbers. We could get even better numbers, which would be great. But in general, the semester has been pretty good. Great. That's good to hear from you. Okay, so tell us a bit about 
what coaching is and your coaching program? Yeah, sure. No problem. Good question. So what is coaching? So coaching in itself is a non-directive conversational method where mm -hmm. the coachee or the student in question will basically have their own goals, what they want to achieve. And in the sessions, what we'll do is we'll talk through how they can then achieve those goals. Mm -hmm. And um, I am there as the coach to just ask the right questions, prod the coachee or the student to come to their own conclusions. So what it is, is that a lot of the time we have the answers within us, but what we don't do is we don't ask ourselves the right kind of questions mm -hmm. on how we can then achieve our goals. Mm -hmm. And that's what the coach is doing, is basically being there, asking the right kind of questions to help the coachee or the student to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. Great. And just to clarify, this is only available to HSK students, right? Yes. So our coaching program and just as our team, the SAS team, only focus on working with HSK students. We do not mm -hmm. engage with students from other schools with mm -hmm. our services. No. So specifically just for HSK students. And then the coaching program itself, what we have on offer for the students is we have five sessions. Mm -hmm. And the way the sessions work each session is approximately about an hour long. Mm -hmm. And um, so they have the first four sessions and those sessions are split over two to three weeks apart because we understand our students have a lot going on. You know, they have placements, mm -hmm. they have essay, uh, lectures, they have assignments and obviously all the extracurricular things that they might be getting up to as well. And plus that gives students actual time in between the sessions to go off and work on actions that we discuss in the sessions and so they can hopefully make progress and then we can see that progress from session to session mm -hmm. so as I was saying so each session is about an hour long mm -hmm. you have the first four sessions which are separated by two to three week intervals and then you have a final fifth session which is usually six to eight weeks after your fourth session and the fifth session is more of a kind of a catch-up session just to see how the students are progressing after having their four sessions and all the methods that we discussed and are they implementing those and also if there has any been any relapse into, into their old habits and um, if so then potentially we could offer a couple of more sessions. So students are getting support for a number of months so it's not like it's a one-off they're getting support most part of their academic year just to clarify right? Yeah so I mean like if you think about it you know if you start your coaching sessions, let's just say at, at the start of a semester, mm -hmm. then you're pretty much going to be having those sessions that will run pretty much throughout the whole semester. Because if you start adding in even mm -hmm. two week gaps in between the four sessions, that, that pretty much adds up to maybe about three or four months. So pretty much if they start at the start of the semester, then there'll be those sessions will be kind of in place for a whole semester. Yes. And can you tell us some examples of some of the issues or topics, let's say, that students have discussed about during these coaching sessions? Yeah, so like I was saying, you know, it's, it's non-directive. So what that basically mm -hmm. means is that the student is in charge of the conversation. So, for example, mm -hmm. when they start the application process, which is an MS Forms, and that link can be found on our website, we have a tab called Coaching, and it gives you information on what coaching is and the sessions. And also, obviously, the application form itself. The application form, in general, takes probably about seven minutes to fill out. 
And um, on there, we've already got a various number of topics that are geared towards academia that they can obviously choose. So for example, time management, procrastination, motivation. Those three are probably the, the key ones at the moment that people want to discuss. But there are other things that they can obviously discuss as well, such as their career goals, potentially for, you know, if you're a final year student, and you're going to kind of like go and be going into the world of work. So, you know, figuring out what your career goals might be, because, you know, sometimes you might start a course, and um, towards the end of it, it might be something that you're thinking, okay, do I really want to go into that field? Sometimes, not all the time. Mm -hmm. So those things as well. So as I was saying, you know, it's really up to the student what it is, you know, that they want to kind of discuss. Confidence is another thing, for example. Mm -hmm. A lot of the students that I have seen, confidence has come up quite a bit, either not being confident enough to kind of speak out in class or go and speak to their tutors or when they're on placement and things like that. So how they can improve their confidence. That's another thing that sometimes students come and talk to me about. Great. Okay. So that our listeners are clear, what is the difference between a one-to-one -one academic skills appointment and a coaching session so that students don't actually, you know, get confused between the two? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So a one-to-one -one academic session is exactly what it says it is. You know, the student will come with a subject-specific query with in relation to their assignment, which could be an essay, could be a presentation, could be final year dissertation. So the one-to-one -one academic sessions are purely focusing on their assignments and their academic skills. Whereas the coaching sessions, as I was saying earlier, is directed by the student. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be anything from, as I was saying, you know, imposter syndrome to building confidence to time management, procrastination. So yes, they are related to academia, but it's more so what the student thinks that they need to improve in themselves, become a better a student, to become more productive. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, is this information shared with personal tutors? So if a student decides to come along to your coaching program or join your coaching program, is this information shared with personal tutors? Like the way if a personal tutor was to ask the SAS team if a member of if one of their students have actually attended one-to-one -one appointments or drop-ins, and then we would actually share that information with them. So is it the same for coaching? Not exactly. No, it's up to the student if they mm -hmm. want that information to be disclosed. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, the students can self-refer, which mm -hmm. means that they can just go to our website and they can fill out the, mm -hmm. the, the application form. And that comes straight to me. No one else sees it. And, um, and then obviously once I've gone through the application and then I'll contact the student, have a quick phone call with them, and then we'll kind of like, you know, hopefully book in the first session. And as I was saying with relation to your question, personal tutors can be informed, but that's mm -hmm. entirely up to the student themselves. Mm -hmm. I will not email their personal tutor uh, to say, oh, you, one of your students is on my coaching program. Um, that's confidential and that's up mm -hmm. to the student. If they want to let their personal tutor know that they're having a coaching session, then that's fair enough. Mm -hmm. uh, alternatively, personal tutors and module tutors and program leads can also refer students to the coaching program. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I assume so, that is a conversation that would probably come up in their one-to-one -one meetings with their personal tutor, absolutely. and then, yeah, and the personal yeah. tutor would then refer. Okay, and yeah, um, finally, um, I have one last question for you. So can you tell our listeners how can they find out more about the coaching program and get in touch with you? 
Sure, absolutely. So as I was saying, you know, there's posters mm -hmm. in the right building. You know, students may have seen them. They're blue with yellow writing and there's posters in corridors throughout the right building which kind of gives you information on what coaching is and um, some of the topics that we cover and how to get in touch with us. You can go onto our website and on our website, there's a coaching tab, which gives you more information about what coaching is, how the sessions run, and um, also the link to the application form on there. So that's how students can self-refer. Potentially, they can also go and speak to their personal tutors or if they have a meeting with their personal tutor, or their module tutor and then the module tutor or their personal tutor might say look you know it might be a good idea for you to get some coaching then the tutors themselves can e drop me an email with the students details and then i'll send them a link to the application form even if they're self-referred or referred by a tutor they will still have to fill out the application form just so it gives me an idea of what it is that they might be seeking and say for example you know i don't want students to be getting confused with coaching and counseling for example you know they're completely two different things and um, if it was counseling that they needed then obviously i will signpost them to our student well-being team and um, get in touch with them and then say look you know the student probably will benefit from getting some counseling and then they can take over and contact the student from there forward all right so thank you very much abu for coming along to the podcast i really appreciate your time that you have taken out to speak to our listeners no thank you Sheba. thank you for inviting me it's been good coming on here and to all of our listeners and our students have a good christmas break and have a good festive break coaching that you would like please have a look on our website and um, or you can always email me at hskpac pac uh, at hearts.ac.uk and then i can i can get in contact with you that way as well great thank you for that so i hope you have found this interview useful do get in touch with abu to find out more about coaching this is the end of this month's segment of just a moment with sas as usual do remember to make use of the sas team we are here to help you with your academic skills and assist you in getting the most out of your study. So do check out the HSK Academic Skills Advice site. And if you would like to contact us, please send us an email to hsk.skills at hearts.ac.uk. Thank you for listening and do take care of yourself and goodbye for now. Dear HSK student board listeners, I am glad to say I have a very important guest for you next who's going to share a message with us. The Dean of School, Jackie Kelly, is our next guest. Welcome, Jackie, to the HSK Student Pod. Thank you, Richard. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to speak to all of your listeners on the HSK Pod, and it's been great to hear the earlier contributions from colleagues talking about all of the support that is available to our students, both within the school and in the wider university. 
And please do reach out for all of that support to help you all in your ongoing studies. I do hope that this message, as we now approach the Christmas break and end of year period, uh, that this message finds all of you well and hopefully enjoying a slightly warmer weather, at least more seasonable weather than we have experienced lately. It was indeed a very cold snap and I do hope that the one day closure that we had here at the university wasn't too disruptive for you, our students, as ever the decisions were taken in the best interests of safety and support for everybody. I've got no doubt that it's been a very busy semester for all of you and I was delighted to celebrate a couple of weeks ago at our graduation ceremony the recent graduates from HSK. For our continuing students, perhaps graduation seems a little while away, but if it's reassuring at all, all of our graduates commented how quickly the time had passed, despite many of the challenges that they had faced and the impact, of course, of the COVID pandemic that they had experienced in their placements and in their studies and their time with us. All of the graduate thankers, though, recognised the hard work of all of our academic staff, the hard work they themselves as and peers and colleagues had put in to support one another, as well as, of course, all of those people in clinical practice, in placements, and in other experiences, families and friends who had supported them to get through to their successful journey. Whilst for some of you, graduation may still be a little while away, each of you will no doubt have faced challenges of your own, whether small or large, in the past few months, and you should take time to reflect on achievements and successes, whether they're big or small, in the recent times. Each step that you take in your programme is one that gets you closer to your goal, closer to the successful completion of your current studies. Whether that's embarking on a new and future career, or whether that's enhancing your career through ongoing studies or undertaking research, impacting on both your opportunities, but also on the work and the services that you will support. As we prepare to take a break over the Christmas period, I do hope that you will all have a chance to spend time with family and friends. At this time of year, do also, though, think of one another. If you know of a colleague or a fellow student who may not have the opportunity to travel home, perhaps many of our students who've travelled to study with us from overseas might not be able to go home and may remain on campus over the Christmas period please do reach out to one another. Keep in contact with colleagues and friends to ensure that nobody is on their own or feels in any way isolated over this seasonal period. You'll have seen all of the announcements also from Jerry Ward, our Dean of Students, advising you of the support and the activities that will be going ahead on campus over the Christmas period. So whilst the university's core business may be closed for a few days during Christmas and New Year, there'll still be lots of activities, lots of support and lots of people around to help if you need them. So please do reach out for that support as necessary. I look forward to welcoming you all back as we open again on the 3rd of January and we look forward to continuing this academic year successfully, supporting all of you on your learning journey and learning with you as we continue. I had recently had the opportunity to meet with the student representatives from the school. They have shared with me lots of both the difficulties and challenges that students are facing, and together we've explored ways of improving things to support your experience. 
We can't always change things immediately, but it's great to have that open forum and communication directly with our student community to work together to ensure that we can do the best that we can to support you in your ongoing studies. So as we approach the end of this year, and for those of you that celebrate, I do wish you all a very happy Christmas. And for those who don't, please do take the opportunity to have a well-earned break. I do hope that our staff also have an opportunity to step away for a week or so and have a break and recharge the batteries, ready to embrace all of the opportunities that lie ahead for 2023. So my warmest wishes to all of you, to your families and friends, a very happy Christmas to those who celebrate and happy new year to come. Thank you very much, Richard. It's Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light and banish shade I wish to thank all our guests in this episode. Becky, thank you for coming again to speak to our student poll listeners and for letting us know about some of the key services the LLC offers to students and even to staff members. Abu, thank you for letting us know about the SAS team coaching program. Indeed, this is a very useful service. Dear student poll listeners, you are encouraged to take advantage of this useful service. Please. Do get in touch with Abu if you have any questions about the SAS team coaching program. Thank you, Shipa, for keeping us updated on how the SAS team can be of help to HSK students and what the team has for the students in the next few weeks. Thank you so much, Jackie, for your beautiful end-of-year message that you have shared with us today and for encouraging our HSK students to think of and support one another. I am sure our listeners have enjoyed listening to you. It's always very good to hear directly from our Dean of School. It's been a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Pod. Thank you, Jackie. Don't forget, I wish to thank Laura in her role as the Associate Dean for learning, teaching and student experience. Thank you, Laura, for keeping us updated on what's going on in the school. Thanks to all our guests, it's always a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Pod. Also need to thank all other anonymous staff members who have made this episode to be a success. Thank you all for your support and creative ideas. As we come to the end of this podcast, I know it is the festive season, but there are many of you on placements 
and many of you are working so hard on your current assignments or even some of you are preparing for your January exams. I'm also aware academic staff are also very busy marking student assignments and some of our staff are also very busy preparing for semester B. I wish you all good luck in what you are working on. It could be something on your current placement, it could be exam preparation or it could be your current assignments. Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, look after yourselves and your loved ones. Remember, do not forget to have some time off for yourself to refresh. I wish you a good Christmas and New Year celebrations. I hope you have a wonderful time with your family and friends during the festive season. Thank you for joining us and for being part of this episode. Bye-bye from Richard, your host, and join us in our next HSK Student Pod, which will have something fresh and new to listen to. See you and speak to you in the new year.